0: Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to the show. This is Chris to Chris Comedy Advice to Fix Your Life. I am your host, Chris. Joined in the studio today by the one, the only, the solo, the Uno. Our audio engineer, producer, extraordinaire Mike is in the building. Go ahead and say hi, Michael. I you are a man of many words, Mike. We also have our best friend in the whole wide world standing in the corner on standby. Del, why don't you let the folks at home know you are real? I am definitely a real person in the room. Thank you, Del. You are always so consistent. I am your host, Chris. You guys probably know me from this show. Chris to Chris It's a comedy podcast we do every single Friday. Available anywhere podcasts are sold for free. We're on Spotify. Can't find us on Spotify? Just type in Chris to Chris and then add the title of an episode. I don't know what the title of this episode is going to be, but if you're listening to it, you probably know. So yeah, just add the title of the episode. Maybe even a couple words. It'll pop right up. Hit that Chris to Chris, click follow. Boom. You have boosted our Spotify algorithm juice. It works something like that. We're also on Stitcher, uh, Pocket Cast, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. Give us a five star re- review rating on iTunes. You know, I don't like having to, uh, having to schlock this slop for you every single week. Especially if you're a regular listener, like oh God, he's going through the he's going through the motions here, telling us to subscribe, telling us to review it, telling us to blah blah blah. Listen, we're trying to get eight billion people listening to the show. Once here, I'll make a deal with you guys. Once we get one billion people, not even eight, not six, not seven, one billion people. Once we get one billion people listening to the show, we will cut down our 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 promos and, uh, and, uh, tradition by 50% easily, easily, maybe once every month. Okay. Get to 1 billion listeners. I don't think it should be that hard. I don't think it should be that hard, but in the meantime, I got to promote every, every now and then, every now and then in the beginning, middle and end of an episode. Anyway, we have a great show for y'all this week. We, uh, we're going to talk about Mulan on Disney plus, playstation's latest nintendo direct we're going to talk about home depot pastors voicemail listener questions it's gonna be a wonderful time speaking of disney you guys see that uh disney is rebooting the proud family on disney plus you see that right though yeah I, I just i just saw that right before i started recording the show it's gonna be called the proud family louder and prouder i'm, I'm not so sure about that that title you got that out sound three times loud the proud family louder and prouder you're saying proud twice in it I don't know it's kind of uh kind of redundant sounding to me but uh it's technically a redundant show they're bringing the show back I wonder I'm hoping it's a continuation kind of like the continuation I want for King of the Hill they, they said if they brought King of the Hill back the characters would be older and apparently uh it's been like 18 years since The Proud Family came out on the Disney Channel. And supposedly the whole voice cast is coming back, and I hope that they do the same thing that they want to do with King of the Hill, which is age The Proud Family, you know? Especially Sugar Mama, the grandma on the show, voiced by uh Joe Marie Payton, the 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 mom from Family Matters. Uh speaking of Family Matters, Devin asked a Family Matters question that I still need to answer, and I'm totally unprepared for it, maybe next episode, Devin, uh, we will get to that, anyway, uh, yeah, I want them to, to age everybody up, especially the grandma, I want Sugar Mama to be, like, 110 years old, 128 years old, however old she was, I want her 18 years older than that, I want Penny to have kids, they said that Kiki Palmer's gonna be playing, like, an activist character, 14-year-old girl, and she's gonna butt heads with, uh, uh penny proud but they're also but eventually they're going to be friends like the 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 promo was already spoiling the new show they're already saying yeah they're going to hate each other but then they're going to become friends it's uh it's very you ever you ever okay so i was in this movie called the little rascals save the day i was an extra background actor in the little rascals save the day and Just the title of that movie alone. I I tell you, hey, I'm I'm in The Little Rascals Save the Day. You already know everything you need to know about that movie. Do they save the day? As a matter of fact, they do save the day. How did you know? How did you know? So Disney's going by that approach. They're saying, hey, don't worry. Everything's going to be okay between Penny and uh, Kiki. So uh, I want them to age the characters. I don't think they're going to have the balls for that. Uh, Oh, heads up, by the way, uh, we talk a lot about Disney on this show, on this particular episode. We talk about them very thoroughly, I'll say that. I didn't plan for it, it just kind of panned out that way. It's been a very Disney-heavy week in the news. So let's get into it, why not? It's
1: just the tip of the week.
0: The summer after my freshman year of college... I went job hunting, as I do. That was not my first job. It was not my first time looking for a job. I think that would have been my about my third job at that point. So I had already worked at uh, a, a movie theater, a very uh, scummy, uh, what's what's a nice word for it? Seedy. Um, a very seedy movie theater. I worked for one of those. I worked for a Target. So at that point, you know, my resume was looking good. I was in high demand from uh shitty industries that were looking for employees like myself. So, I ended up landing a job at The Home Depot. And I only worked there for the summer between uh freshman and sophomore year of college. And believe it or not, it was not a great job to work. They had a break room. This is what sticks in my head the most about this job. They had a break room that had a TV, as many break rooms do. I had a TV Uh, mounted up on the wall, and this was not like a, you know, this was like 2000, summer of 2007. Had a, you know, an old CRT TV, not a big one, just a CRT TV mounted to the corner in the break room. Had a DVD player hooked up to it. And I remember seeing like five random minutes of the movie Fever Pitch every couple of days. Uh, Somebody would pop it in. And I've never seen the movie Fever Pitch outside of those random five minute segments in the break room. You know, people would just bring whatever DVDs they had from home. And somebody really liked Fever Pitch. But, uh, you know, whatever. That's fine. Okay? Cool. Somebody's trying to bring a little bit of joy from their own life into the break room. But uh, somebody from a Home Depot management must have had the biggest, firmest, strongest stick just stuck way, all the way up their ass. Because they killed that dream. They, uh, the the TV, according to them, was not meant for watching movies during your 30-minute lunch break or your 15-minute break. No. 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 That TV, according to the Home Depot rules, was to be used solely, primarily, only, to watch Home Depot training videos, you know, like things, things uh, if you're a new employee, you have to watch all those training videos, safety, uh, uh, theft prevention, whatever. That is about the most sadistic shit I have ever seen a company do to its employees, at least firsthand, you know, companies could be so much worse. But uh, as far as like modern America, You don't have to do this kind of thing, but you're choosing to. It it was just, it was sadistic. That's the only way I could describe it. Oh, hey, uh, you want to take your government-mandated break to eat your lunch? All right, all right, f**k face. You are going to watch a video on how to prevent theft every fucking day. Every day. We are going to make you listen to this asshole tell you well, hey, you need to check this. You need to make sure that you're counting all the screws. Otherwise, Home Depot's gonna lose 75 cents per customer because of you. I got zero tolerance for that shit. Uh especially when you already have a shitty job. Any okay here. Anytime, anytime somebody somebody tries to talk to me about some boring ass uh just mind-numbing. Work-related shit during my break, I start to lose it. I'm already writing this person off as somebody like I never want to see you outside of work ever because it's not like I have a career job, that whole Chris Rock bit of a job versus a career. I've only been working jobs. Let's just be real. No no careers have uh, have crossed my paths. This podcast right here is the closest thing I have to a career so yeah i'm I'm not working a dream job where the 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 things that I do during my job are things that I enjoy in general. It's not something where I want to talk about this all the time when i uh I was going to say when I come home, but right now I'm working from home, so I'm always home. but you know w- when I would come home from my job, the last thing I wanted to talk about was the ins and outs, the things I do during the day, like the things I get paid for. Don't care, don't care, don't care. But there, every job I have, there's somebody there that's just like you know. There's and God bless them. They're so into it. They're so into it because I, I, you know, I don't want to even try to psychoanalyze them, but they are. These are the things that they care about, and they want to to talk, talk to you about uh, customer service or what customer you, you spoke to or hey, I helped this person by doing this. I don't care. Maybe I sound like a cynical asshole, but I'm getting paid, uh, generally. I have a decent job now, but so many jobs. I was just getting paid shit 50 an hour. And to, to be trying to talk about that during what is your only brief break away from that, <sighs> that shithole, that shithole of the mind. To, to try to bring that back to me or, you know, a boss coming to you and saying, hey, you know, after your, I know you're on your break right now. I'm sorry. I know you're on your break right now, but after you're done, I need you to do this, this and that. Shut the hell up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. This is my break. You are not. You're right. I am on my break. I don't need to hear this. I don't need to hear this. I don't need to, I don't want to be creating mental notes of what I need to do after my break. I am on my break right now. Which means we're not even supposed to be talking. And you know, at a certain point, I'd like to be able to have a, a, a jovial, friendly relationship with people, bosses included, coworkers, whoever. I like that. That's great. You know, it makes your life more enjoyable. But the second you're starting to give me notes and things to remember, uh, uh, and you're you're trying to poison the well of my my thirty minute unpaid break. When you start doing that, I'm 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 losing my my threshold for uh, tolerance. Is that, a, is that a thing? My threshold for tolerance. I I, I just I, I I do I not I don't want to talk to you anymore. I'm I'm i I'm, I'm writing you off as a person I want in my life. So <laughs> that's a hell of a soapbox there. I uh, didn't mean to go so long on that, but I apologize. Uh, anyway, uh, when Home Depot started to force their employees to watch training videos in the break room, I decided right then and there, I am going to stop using the break room. I decided I would rather spend my lunch breaks sweating my ass off in my 94 Corolla than listen to another video about preventing shrink. For those that have never worked retail, uh, God bless you. You are lucky. Please put your shit away if you decide you don't want it anymore. You decide that item that you, you moved all the way across the store. You decide, you know what? I don't need this. Don't just leave it on some random shelf. Put it away. I have had to put your shit away so many times in my life. I always put it away now. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I decide. you know what? Screw this. I would rather... Go to my uh, my '94 Corolla, which had terrible air conditioning, and uh, just sweat my ass off. I probably wasn't even using the air condition. I, I in fact I know I wasn't because I was making like eight dollars an hour, maybe eight fifty. I, I don't know. Let's r- round it to about eight eight fifty. We'll say $8.50 an hour, working Home Depot in the summer in Southern California. So it was hot, and I know I wasn't using my AC because I was always driving around that thing. Uh, with the windows down. So I, I decide. you know what? I, I can't take this. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to keep watching uh, videos about preventing theft or uh, 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 whatever, you know, whatever they're teaching employees to do at Home Depot. Like basic shit, like wash your hands. Like, no, I, I'm cursing a lot this week. Jeez, I shouldn't be this angry. I've had the whole week off. Uh, I guess these memories just trigger thoughts of, uh, hate. (laughs) Anyway, you know, all of this, uh, this ranting and raving, and that's not even the tip this week. I just wanted to make it clear what kind of company I was working for, at least at this particular Home Depot, the management just sucked. It just sucked. I'm sure there's some cool Home Depot managers, especially if there's a, a cool Home Depot executive that wants to, uh, sponsor this podcast. Yo, I love the Home Depot. Uh, you can do it. We can help. Just imagine me saying that like I care. So point is this Home Depot's management sucked. And I actually want to focus on when I got hired there because everything before now is like a a month, two months into being hired. And when I got hired, the whole thing happened pretty quick. You know, I did the interview, got hired, did the drug test, and then the orientation was like a, a, a week or less later. It was pretty quick. And two things stuck out to me during this orientation. The first was that at one point, uh, one of the higher-ups started telling this story about a guy that brought in a car tire for a refund. And they said something along the lines of, listen, at no point has Home Depot ever sold car tires. But guess what? We returned it and we gave him a refund. That's just how awesome we are when it comes to customer service at the Home Depot. Now, years later, I had an orientation for a job at another shitty company. I think it was Sears, and you know Sears is just in the shithole. I don't, I don't care if uh, I call them shitty. I don't think they're going to be sponsoring me or any other podcast anytime soon. So I was working for Sears at a part store. It wasn't like a main Sears you'd see in a mall. It was. You know, it's unimportant. It was like a, a sear spin-off of sorts. And during the orientation, they told the exact same story. And it, it just hit me. I just realized, wow, there's just some grifter going around telling HR people, hey, you gotta tell this tire story. You know, this totally happened. I, I I don't, I, I mean the thing is, I think they actually believe it. I think somebody told them, somebody higher up. It's like this urban legend that goes around from company to company and people that just believe it. Like, oh yeah, wow. We, we, I work for a great company. I work for the Home Depot. I work for Sears. I work for the company that returned the tire. So the bonus tip of the week here is don't believe a word you're told during orientation. Because everybody is just completely full of shit. Anyway, second thing I learned during this orientation was that there was a team-building portion of the the whole orientation that happened later, after the tire story. So we had to pair up. We did arts and crafts, a whole bunch of shit that has nothing to do with working at Home Depot. And at one point, we're asked to stand up and talk about ourselves. And I have no idea. I don't remember what I said about myself. I probably said, "Hey, I've got a podcast coming out in about uh, 13 years. You guys should really check out. I want eight billion people listening." But one woman, she's like in her late '50s, early '60s, I think she was a smoker. So you know, that progresses your outward age. She stands up and she says that she is a pastor for her own church, and that church would now be congregating in the Home Depot parking lot every Sunday. And we're all invited. We're all invited to her church. (laughs) I have never seen the blood drain out of an HR rep's face that quickly. You could just see it. They're just, what do we do? What do we do here? We got to address this. We got to address this somehow. I think, uh, I think the, the HR rep was just cursing out the woman that hired our, our new pastor because having a Home Depot employee coming back on her day off to evangelize your customers does not jive too good with the whole American corporate policy. So when uh, Pastor Abuela stopped talking, the h r rep running the show gave a quick speech about you know how how great we all are. Wow, it's so nice to learn so much about all of you guys that's That's wonderful, but also, in no way does uh, Home Depot condone running a church out of our parking lot and not talking about anybody specifically, of course, just anybody that's just not something we can do so this week's tip is to is to Act now and ask for forgiveness later, especially, you know, if you're a pastor. Otherwise, you get your new church shut down before it even has a chance to kick off. Oh, and the other uh, tip of the week is specifically for anybody that would force a low-wage employee to watch training videos during their lunch breaks. uh, Please pull the stick right out of your ass and quit your job. You are a bad person. Uh, Please go join a parking lot church, you son of a bitch. Anyway, let's move on to a little thing we like to call Video Game Corner. So on Thursday, uh, Sony did their PlayStation Nintendo Direct, specifically, uh, primarily for PlayStation 4 games. They sprinkled in a few PS5 games uh, as well, but they said ahead of time, like, look, don't get too excited. This is not going to be about the PS5. But we're, we are going to show you some cool PS4 games. Because, you know, if E3 was still going going uh, down and Sony was going to be there, they would have probably traditionally started with the PlayStation 4 games saying, hey, look, here's all our PS4 games. Now let's get on to the big shit and talked about the PS5, the PS5 price, release date, whatever. But that's not how things are going down this year. So uh, everything's all wonky, out of order. So they said, okay, we, we did our PS5 blowout uh, a month or two ago. Time to talk PlayStation 4 because, you know, we have over 100 million PS4s out in the wild. We have a lot of games that people want to sell. So uh, they, they showed off, uh, they started with the Crash 4. It's called What is it called? Crash 4, it's about time. Uh, it looks good. It looked good. This is the first time, like, big gameplay blowout on it. It looked good. And one of the fears about that game was that it was going to be full of microtransactions for different uh, costumes for Crash and all the characters you could play as. But they made sure to point out that there are no microtransactions in this game. And it's almost like I almost don't want to believe them because this game is published by Activision. And for reference, that's the same company that publishes Call of Duty. Or, you know, even like, OK, look look back at uh, Crash Nitro Racing. The They did a, a remake of it. A year or two ago and at first that game I believe had no microtransactions they added them later after the fact but I don't believe they had a trailer saying hey there's going to be no microtransactions and that might just be because there was so much heat on them because there was a lot of talk about hey this this looks like they're about to uh screw us over again so they got a lot of unwanted attention A a lot of unwanted negative attention I should specify so they say, hey, look, no microtransactions. If they actually stick to that, you know, it's a $60 game. Please stick to it. Good for them. I hope it, I hope it works out. And uh, I was going to say I hope Activision changes their ways, but hell no. Hell no. Look up Bobby Kotick. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Kotick, Kotick, Bobby Kotick, Activision CEO, vastly overpaid. Son of a bitch. He just seems like a son of a bitch to me. You know, Bobby, if you want to sponsor this podcast, I'd be happy to uh, to take those words back, but I don't think you do. So in- until then, you know, you're, you are a son of a bitch, but uh, please uh, sponsor this podcast. Anyway, uh, your game, Crash 4, looks pretty fun, looks pretty good, and I, I really appreciate that there's no microtransactions. They showed off uh, Hitman 3, and they said, hey, this is going to be uh, VR compatible. I don't know if that's exclusive to the PlayStation VR, like Resident Evil 7's, uh, VR mode was exclusive to PlayStation VR. I hope not, but uh, I thought that was kind of cool. I thought that was kind of cool. And then uh, after that, they showed off a uh, Soldier Boy's favorite game of all time, which is Braid, an indie platformer uh, where you can uh, rewind time and uh, play it again. It's getting a re-release, Braid Anniversary Edition. They're they're doing the graphics and having commentary, and you know it looks pretty good. Looks pretty good. They showed off Vader Immortal again. That's a, a VR game. I think that came out for PC a while back. That's a uh, Vader as in Darth Vader from the uh, little-known uh, Star Wars universe. And then they showed off some uh, PS5 games. They showed uh, more of that game Bug Snacks, which I think they're trying to go for like that uh, Animal Crossing audience, that crowd. It just I, I'm just not feeling it. But I know I know that there's a lot of people that are super into it right now and god bless you uh they showed off this game called hood outlaws and legends the uh the song did not match the setting at all it's like this like medieval kind of setting but it had a very modern song they showed off this uh, game called temtem which is i believe it's just a straight up pokemon clone it's pokemon for the platforms that can't get pokemon anything anything uh not made by nintendo you can't get a pokemon game so now Sony has uh, Poconaut, 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 we'll coin that, Poconaut. It's called uh, Temtem, I think a lot of people are excited for it. I believe there was a pretty popular Kickstarter for it, so good for y'all. Uh, then they, they closed the show with this uh, game called Godfall, and uh, God, I fell asleep during it. I'm not, I'm not even kidding, I was I was so, I don't know if it was the game or if I'm just tired, but I, at a certain point, I was embracing it. I'm like, you know what? This is, like, that perfect thing. Like, this is just white noise to me. I, I, I should just embrace it. I just closed my eyes and tried to drift to sleep. And, uh, you know, I'm not trying to shit on their hard work, but that's kind of, uh, what I got out of Godfall. They, you know, they showed off a few other games. Uh, there's one, one game, uh, called The Pathless. It looks pretty good. Spelunky 2, The Pedestrian. You know, some indie games, some puzzle games. It looks pretty good. But the, uh... The chat stream during the whole thing was just a total shit show. You know, it was like, you know, standard 12 year olds being very entitled, saying, skip, skip, this one gets an L, pass, blah, 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 blah. You know, if it's not some giant AAA franchise that they care about already, then screw this game. But the big story was this game called Aeon Must Die. Because they showed off a trailer for it. Uh, this is a PS4 game, I believe. Showed off a trailer for it. And I, I really didn't know what the hell I was looking at at first. But apparently it's like a, a beat-em-up beat kind of game. With this cyberpunk aesthetic to it. You know, very neon. Uh, the music was like very cyberpunkish, And it looked kind of cool to me. I, I thought it looked pretty cool. But apparently the behind-the-scenes story on this game is just complete 100% drama i believe it's uh, made by uh, like a russian studio because there's this guy on uh on the twitter his name was uh at the time of the tweet his name was doom scroller extraordinaire he tweets out all aeon must die developers quit the studio this week during or uh, 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 due to crunch and lack of payments and the trailer was outsourced to artists without contracts and then he posts a link to a dropbox and it's full of documents that detail just how the developers had this huge crunch and uh, they didn't get paid a lot or several of them did not get paid for their work on top of that they're also saying that the IP was stolen from the creators and the guy who founded the studio, he quit. and Everybody quit. Everybody quit. So it's kind of amazing that this game is coming out at all and that it got this big uh, highlight on uh, Sony's Nintendo Direct. Which, you know, is too bad because I thought the game looked kind of cool. In other news, uh, Nintendo just announced that Pikmin 3 Deluxe Edition for uh, the Nintendo Switch is a thing. You know it's gonna be sixty dollars. It's gonna be sixty dollars, but it comes with a new Funky Kong mode, so it's okay. It's okay that they're raising the price, but actually, as an extra, uh, fuck you. They took down the twenty dollar version of Pikmin Three from the Wii U e Shop, like right away. As soon as this was announced, they said, "Okay, by the way, uh, no more Pikmin Three for twenty dollars. You want Pikmin Three, you're gonna pay us sixty. We are Nintendo." They did the same thing. Uh, I I don't know if they took it down. They probably did, but I remember uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze started out as a Wii U game. It's a great Wii U game, by the way. My wife and I beat it. But uh, that game uh, they that game came out for the Wii U at fifty dollars, brand new when it first came out. It was fifty dollars. When it came out for the Switch, they added one character, Funky Kong. And he was like an easy mode kind of character. He made the game a lot easier. And, you know, when an old game comes out, usually they'll add some features. The developers will add some features and charge less for it to entice people that haven't played it. Not Nintendo. Nintendo adds something. They add Funky Kong and they charge more than what they originally charged for the game. So Donkey Kong Country came out for the Wii U, I believe in 20, like January 2014, I think, for $50. And then it came out for the Switch, like, three, four years later, for $60. They said, hey, look, hey, look, it's okay, because we added Funky Kong. It's okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, looks like we have a voicemail. Why don't we check that out?
2: Hello, this is Colos Dolos. And I just finished listening to your last podcast about the bootlegged Oakleys and and all of that. But there was something in that podcast, and I cannot get it out of my mind. It was the voice of an angel. Her name was Anne, and she called into you, and she cared about your warranty. And I feel she is my soulmate. I thought it was Mike, but now I think it is Anne, because my biological clock is ticking And I need a little dolos. And I don't think Mike can help with that because he is no longer pregnant. And I then heard Anne's sweet, sweet, heavily edited voice as she brokenly said a sentence. And it was beautiful. And I I fell instantly in love. And I was wondering, Chris, if you can find the number so I can call Anne and let her know that I love her. Thank you.
0: This is incredible. Uh, let's just get that out of the way. This is incredible. I think this would actually be the very first relationship we've ever ever uh, set up on the Chris to Chris podcast. And actually, I think Anne would be a perfect fit for Colos Dolos. You know, I've, I've run into a lot of con artists in my day, but I've never run into a con artist named Anne before last week. And they seem like a perfect fit for each other. Coles, I'm going to try to find and for you. I want to make this love story into a love reality. Thank you very much for that voicemail. So touching. As always, if you guys would like to leave us a message, you can do so by calling us at 909-486-3673 or 909-GUN-DOPE if you want uh, something easier to remember. 909-GUN-DOPE. Leave us a voicemail. My lawyer Mike likes me to remind you guys that if you leave us a voicemail... We're gonna play it. Most likely, we're gonna play it. Even if you're a con artist, we'll probably play it, at least at this point. Until we're a big shot, getting a billion listeners. We're probably gonna play it. And we might comment. You know, if you're critical towards us, we might be defensive. We might throw it back your way. But if you're if you're praiseworthy of us, you know, it could go any direction. Who knows? You maybe you could give us shower us with praise and maybe we'll attack you for it. Probably not. We, we, we really need to catch more flies with honey. And we're just not cocky enough to get there yet. Anyway, let's move on to the news. Oh, girl, bear
2: girl,
0: bear the, the state of Rhode Island accidentally sent out 176 tax refund checks that were signed by Mickey Mouse and Walt Disney. Now, I know what you're thinking here. Walt Disney died in the 1960s. Why is he still signing refund checks for Rhode Island? Well, according to WRPI.com, it was a technical error. And when I first read the headline for this story, I thought, Bullshit. This was a technical error. That's what they always say when somebody embarrasses themselves, right? This was intentional. Somebody did this on purpose. But then, you know, I read past the headline because that's what you're supposed to do. And their explanation was what was their explanation? Uh, They said that uh, Mickey and the Mickey Mouse and Walt Disney signatures were the names they used for testing, but uh, they accidentally used those names on real checks. When I read that, I'm like, "Damn it, that sounds that sounds plausible. That sounds like it could be legit." So, you know, I don't I don't know what kind of uh shitty software they're using for Rhode Island tax refunds, but it sounds like somebody could really clean these fools out. Sounds like somebody who just has a mild semblance of what they're doing when it comes to fraud could really uh really take these guys for all they're worth. I don't know how much Rhode Island is worth, but it's probably enough for you. Speaking of Disney, apparently they haven't been doing so good since this whole COVID-19 thing started. You guys hear about this COVID thing? Uh, They they reopened Disney World a few weeks ago because Florida has a mandatory dumbass death quota that they're trying to hit, and uh, they have to legally meet that every single year, whatever that quota is. I think it raises every year, but... Uh, They haven't met it yet for 2020, I guess, and they're getting nervous. But Florida is such a shit show right now that they might be closing Disney World right back up again. Apparently, uh, Disneyland was also supposed to open up again in July. But they canceled those plans because uh, California is just like a, a bureaucratic as hell. Like, to a fault. California, like, there's this thing about California where businesses just notoriously talk about how awful California is for business. You know, some states are too business friendly to the point where you can be a right to work state and just fire people willy nilly. California is like super anti-business where it becomes very hard and difficult and often not worth it to start a business in California. But because of all this, because of all that bureaucracy, uh, it it means it takes forever to get anything done, which might be the first time that bureaucracy has ever saved lives. So it's only a matter of time before uh, Disney admits that uh, Black Widow, the movie. It's a hard left turn. (laughs) But it's only a matter of time before they admit that that movie's not coming out this year. Because uh, it sounds to me like they're... They're really saying, fuck it, when it comes to their movies. Uh, the X-Men movie, The New Mutants, I think that movie was supposed to come out in 20... I want to say 2017. Maybe it was 2018. But I want to say it was April 2017 that movie was supposed to come out. It's still not out. It's still not out. So it sounds like they're just saying, you know what? Who cares? Who cares? Just just shit it out. Shit it out. Movie's supposed to come out forever ago. Uh, but they, they kept delaying it and delaying it and delaying it. And that was way before... The coronavirus as we know it was a thing. So now uh, Disney is just done. They're done. They're saying, f*** it. It's coming to theaters at the end of August, point blank, period. We don't care if your theater isn't open. There's going to be some dipshit state out there that's going to have their theaters just wide open. That's all we need to shit this thing out. That's all we need at this point. We're not going to make our money back. So my take is that uh, we will get to see the new mutants on demand within a few months. Currently August. So I'm thinking what, it, what August, September, no September, November, September, October, November. I'm thinking by the end of November, we will see the new mutants on uh, video on demand. Probably sooner than that. You guys see that uh, Disney finally bit the bullet with Mulan? It's officially no longer coming to theaters in America or, you know, a bunch of other countries. I think Western Europe. Nope. A whole whole bunch of countries not coming to theaters anymore. It was originally supposed to come out in March. At least that's what their Super Bowl commercial told me in February. And then it got uh, pushed to July. They said, okay, it's not coming out in March. It's coming out late July. And then it got pushed to late August. But Disney is officially no longer faking the funk. It is coming to Disney Plus on September 4th, 2020. But the twist here is that on top of your Disney Plus subscription, Disney wants you to pay $30 to rent Mulan. And that's pretty expensive to rent one movie. Because digital rentals are what, 24, 48 hours tops? That's like two weeks of late fees from Blockbuster, kind of expensive. It's $10 more than Universal charged people to rent Trolls World Tour. Which, you know, granted, uh, I'm sure Trolls World Tour is a much less good movie than Mulan. I'm sure there's a more eloquent way to say that. But uh, Disney thinks that, uh, you know, we're the shit and you will pay it anyway, bitch. You're going to pay it. The uh, the Disney CEO does not want to piss off any of the movie theaters, though. So he said, don't worry. Don't worry. This is totally just a one-time thing. This Mulan chick, she doesn't mean anything to us. We love you. But you know that if this works, Disney is totally going to pull this card again. 100%. 100%. If Mulan is a success, they're going to say, well... We got shareholders, and they don't care about your theaters if we're making a bunch of money. So yeah, th- they would definitely pull us again if Mulan is a big success on video and demand, d- d- demand. But I'm not convinced that it's going to work out just yet. Thirty dollars is quite a bit to rent for a just a few days, for a, a couple days. Saying thirty dollars because I, you know, I, maybe I'm old, but. If you're old like me, just imagine back in the day going to a Blockbuster, Hollywood Video, your local video store, Videotron. You're going in and they say, hey, you want to rent this movie? That'll be $30. You got to bring it back in two days. Most people would not spend that kind of money. But, you know, times have changed. And the argument here is that, well, you know, $30, if you think about, like, a family of four going to the movie theaters, it would cost well beyond $30, you know, depending on which state you're in. If you're in California, yeah, it would cost more than $30. It probably cost you 60 bucks easily if you're not going to the matinee and you buy the popcorn and the drinks whatever. Blah, 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 blah. Most of us sneak that shit in. Don't tell AMC. But, uh Yeah. I think there's that stigma. I think there's that stigma. And Disney is trying to just kind of pretend like that doesn't exist. Because, you you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. They want you to do, okay, so you're already paying for Disney Plus. And the rumor is that you won't need Disney Plus. You won't need to be spending, uh, spending that $7 a month to have the privilege of spending $30 to rent Mulan. And I believe that rumor because why not? why not? Disney wants to make every dime they can out of it and trying to go goad you into uh, subscribing to a service you don't necessarily have in order to just pay an extra $30 to rent a movie that you might not have any interest in seeing. That's a gamble. That's a gamble. But most people, I think, as of today, early August, I think <sighs> they're just going to wait especially if you already have Disney Plus. You're going to wait. You're going to wait 3 months. 3 months, October, November, December. We'll say that Mulan actually hits Disney Plus at no additional charge in late December, early January. Who cares? Is Mulan is a remake of Mulan without any songs and for some people that really care without any Eddie Murphy dragon. Is that really what's getting you to the theater? Or, you know, getting you to spend $30 for video on demand? I don't think the kids care that much. Because if you're... Re- First of all, this is a PG-13 movie. And most of these remakes are geared towards children. It's supposed to be this remake for the next generation. This is my Lion King. This is my Cinderella. But uh, I, I don't think kids care. I don't think it's care about a PG-13 Mulan without songs. Where is going? Where? Who will I hear? Make a man out of you. Where will I see a dragon make wisecracks? I, when this movie was still coming to theaters, I didn't think it really had the everything going for it to, to be a huge success, at least in America. You know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, but I guess we'll never really find out because for the theaters that this actually comes to, they're already limited. We talked about this in previous episodes. They're already limited by capacities on how many people they can actually let into the theaters, and then you have to deal with the fact that this is just a completely different movie. This is a Chinese war movie made by Disney, and you know, uh, there's a whole large discussion to be had about Disney trying to uh appeal to Chinese audiences. And you know, maybe this will be big in China, which I'm sure they wanted. But everything got screwed up by COVID, which you know, originated in China, if we are to believe the sources. Anyway, I'm going to wait. That's my point. I'm going to wait until this actually just hits Disney Plus and no additional charge. But uh, let us know in the comment sections of our social medias or our website, openloaded.com. Let us know if you would be willing to rent Mulan for $30 because I want to see where our listeners actually stand on this. Our listeners, a potential $8 listenership, uh, should be a good enough gauge, good enough sample size for Disney to uh, take into account moving forward. Anyway, I think we've got another voicemail. Let's check that out.
1: Hello, Christopher. I'm Bob Long. And I just want to tell you that I've become a rather big fan of yours now the past two weeks. I've only listened to two of your podcasts, but I find them very pleasant and enjoyable and really helps take my mind off of my high-pressure world that I live in. And I just want to say, keep up the good work. And, Michael, you're doing a wonderful job as his former best friend. And, Dell, you seem to be on it and. Really doing a great job as well, and I just wanted to encourage all of you. I've been in the business for probably longer than all of you have been alive. And so I just encourage the young people to take up the mantle and keep moving forward in this wonderful business we call show business. Because it's not show friendship, that's for sure. I'll talk to you again sometime. Good day.
0: Thank you very much for that enthusiastic voicemail, Bob. Uh, really appreciate that. You sound a lot more positive than we normally do on this show, particularly this week. Don't know what's up with that, but I think that's more of a reflection on us as a unit. I personally blame Mike for that. Uh, but you guys, uh, at, uh, your, your show, today's top story, uh, you're making us look pretty bad here as far as, uh, positivity is concerned. Mike, uh, why can't you sound happier? Like Bob, you depressing piece of shit. Anyway, thanks, Bob. Uh, sorry for the uh, rough turn. Anyway, uh, hope we hear more from uh, all of you guys. Again, you can uh, leave us a voicemail at 909-GUN-DOPE. We'd really appreciate hearing from you. Hey, Dell, what time is it? Chris to Chris presents Listen Question Time. Thank you, Dell. Our questions come from our wonderful listeners Devin and Ken today. Devin asks, have you ever paid with a money order before? Yes, as a matter of fact, I have. Anytime I get a call from the IRS or the Social Security office, I'm going to wire my money to the closest, nearest Western Union available to me. Just like the guy with the Indian accent tells me to do. And it's worth it every single time because I have yet to go to jail like they have threatened me. When I worked in retail, every now and then somebody would come in with a traveler's check, which is a total pain in the ass if you work in retail because you have to call in a detective, a retail detective, to interview the foreign scam artist before you. It's a whole thing, but not quite the same as a money order. Uh, Ken asks, are you excited that Disney Plus is going to release Mulan for an additional fee? I know we kind of just went into this in detail, but I am excited that Disney has finally given up hope that Mulan is coming to theaters in America. They can stop just pretending that's a thing. I think they're testing the waters here, but there is no scenario where I pay Mickey Mouse $30 to rent a remake of Mulan with those songs in it. Not happening. Our son is currently uh, four months old, so uh, we have to watch everything at a low volume with subtitles right now. And paying $30 to do that for Mulan? Nah. Nah. If if COVID kills movie theaters for good, I might end up renting a new movie at a high price like that when he gets older. But, you know, I'm going to be in charge there still. I'm going to be calling the ultimate shot. Like, nah. Nah. I'm not spending $30 for a Paw Patrol movie. Or whatever it is that kids are into by that point. But at that point, movies might all be, you know, just taking place over Zoom calls, or they might all be animated, and I'm not spending crazy money on that either. Thank you for the question. Uh, Devin asks, have you ever thought about opening up a telegraph line for the show? Huh. this is an incredible idea, Devin, because we already have the voicemail, but I think that we could be the first and only podcast with a telegraph line. Uh, <laughs> Mike, Mike, Mike would probably have to learn uh, what is it called? Uh, telepathy, telepathy, telepathy. Mike will probably have to learn telepathy, and uh, I think that's the language they use for SOS, right? Telepathy. Yeah, uh, I- I'm willing to put Mike through that. Mike, uh, start googling uh, how to speak telepathy. You know, forget the podcast. I think we could do it. Thank you for the suggestion, Devin. Uh, let's get that telegraph line open. Ken asks, who would you like to be your first celebrity guest interview on the show? Well, we've already had some wonderful guests, uh, celebrity uh, voicemails from uh, Jerry Seinfeld, Ben Stiller, and we might have had one more, I can't remember. Uh, but our first celebrity interview, I think if we could get an interview with Donald J. Trump, it would be really great for the show because the guy has really been killing it with the interviews lately. I think that would be wonderful. He doesn't he doesn't seem that busy right now. But I, I think he's gonna have a lot more free time in November. So Donnie, uh call me. I do want to interview you. You know my number, nine oh nine gun dope. Let's make this happen. Devin asks, how did Oliver and company get away with all that smoking on Disney Plus? Well, Devin. The 80s were a different time, and I believe Oliver and Company came out in 88. Because uh, back then, we didn't know that smoking was bad for you. Also, you know, Disney did not have activist groups breathing down their neck and pressuring them to pretend that nobody smokes in real life. You know, not even bad guys smoke. Actually, why doesn't Disney ever include Oliver in their uh, Disney princess lineup? seems a little misogynist no seems a little something seems a little caninist actually i don't think they invite anybody from the 80s into their uh disney princess party that was a whole dark time for disney actually i think during that period i think that was called the dark ages there's like people who are super obsessed with disney and disney movies and They've got a whole canonical labeling system for the Disney periods. I think the uh, I think there's a golden era or classic era, golden era, dark ages. The Renaissance was the 90s, I believe. That was your. I think it started with uh, Le- the Little Mermaid, and they had uh, Aladdin, the Lion King. I think even Pocahontas got thrown in there, but those three, the uh, Little Mermaid, Aladdin, and Lion King, were the big deals. And it really brought Disney animation back. There you go. Uh, There's more Disney trivia. I don't think we talked enough about Disney. Thank you for the question, Devin. Uh, Ken asks, Do you think Devin asked the Oliver and Company question simply to get you to rant about Disney's anti-smoking policy? Wait a minute. Does Disney have an anti-smoking policy? This is the first time I'm hearing about that on the show. Thank you, Ken. We will look into that anti-smoking policy. That sounds asinine. Uh, thank you for the questions. As always, you guys can leave us a question at our uh, Facebook page, Up and Loaded, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D, our Twitter page. Same thing, Up and Loaded. We're on Instant Graham Cracker. You can leave us a, a question on our website, upunloaded.com. That's where we host this podcast. You can download it to your computer, your tablet, your phone, whatever. Or, again, on one of those subscription services where we can boost our numbers through, uh, you know, Google, Bing, as they would say on Facebook, uh, CSI or whatever USA show Microsoft is paying this week. Do they still try to promote Bing as a thing? I don't know. I'm ranting. Uh normally we would give poll results, but I'm trying this new thing where we don't do a poll for a while. I want there to be a huge demand for the poll before we bring it back. But uh yeah, please check out our social media regardless because we are still doing some interesting things there. At least I think they're interesting or I like to pretend they're interesting. So again, follow us at uploaded.upn.loade.dt Guys, we're going to finish this up before an hour and six minutes like we did last week. So uh, do me a favor. This has been episode 93 of Chris to Chris. I want you to enjoy your weekend or else.